If you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, now it's it's easy. Real, real easy. Use Anchor. First and foremost, it's free. You cannot beat free. Free, free, free to start a podcast. And another beautiful thing about it and why I rock with it is I can just do it all on my phone. I can do it on the Anchor app or I can do it on my laptop at anchor.fm. But I do it on my phone and it's cool. And then I can get my podcast out to Spotify, Apple, uh, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast. So if you if you want to make a podcast about anything, any subject at all, rock with Anchor. Oh, Petty Eddie Podcast. Yeah. Petty Eddie Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Petty Eddie Podcast. I'm your host, of course, Eddie McDonald, or on Twitter, at KingEdward15. I prefer you follow me on there and talk to me there. Uh, With me today, I have a really cool guest. Before we get to him, gotta shout out my dude, TZ, did the theme song you just heard. Uh, Shout out to him, shout out to Swerve, the Swerve City Podcast. Uh, They're doing some big things. Uh, Check out their YouTube, Uh, check them out on the WWE Network, uh, which we're moving to Peacock soon. Check them out there. Uh, check out their GPS and Erica's Son double album they put out on Thanksgiving. Uh, you can read a review for that on my mind on sports for GPS. And, and, you know, just shout out to them. But with me today, someone I've been friends with for the better part of a decade, if not more than a decade. And it's on some random things that just, I don't know how it happened, but it did. And I'm glad it did. Uh, one of my favorite people to talk uh, sports with, shoes with, uh, my man Mike Sykes. Mike, how you doing? My God, thanks for having me. I'm good. Good to hear. And for those of you who do not know Mike, a little background, he is a contributor for For the Win for USA Today. He does a dope uh, sneaker uh, newsletter every Monday and Friday, and he has some discussions on Wednesday nights. Uh, it's called The Kicks You Wear. So if you have not yet, uh, go subscribe to that. He has all the latest news and sneakers and why things are good, why things are bad, what we're all rocking with, the struggles with, you know, we all have with sneakers, you know, F that app. But but Mike, since you are my guest, I always give the guests the coin flip. So we will either start with basketball or we will start with uh, shoes, and it's your call. Whatever you do, we'll go from there. Uh, let's let's talk hoops, man. Let's talk hoops. 
All right, so hoops. Before we get into the actual discussions, we've been talking hoops together, like I said, for a decade, around a decade or so, and it all started with uh, one of my best friends from from home, who was one of my my initial college roommate, and then he has been uh, a great friend and mentor to me for most of my life. Uh, Justin Welton, he designed BaselineHoops.com. Uh, he had Mike there. We had Samar on there with us. And then we would just, you know, get basketball news and opinions. And then we went to what was it, Blog Talk Radio? Yeah, I think I think it was it was it was Blog Talk Radio with uh, with Wilson. Shouts to shouts to Justin, man. I I, I I I man, that's so. I feel like that was yesterday, but it's it's really so long ago. Right, ten years, and he's actually living closer to you for a little bit. He's gonna move to North Carolina, soon, but he's down in somewhere nice. in Virginia. Nice. I know you're out. Out in the middle of nowhere in Waldorf or wherever it's called, but <laughs> not you too, Eddie. Oh, well, you know, you know how we how we are. You know, I, I I didn't know anything about that town until you know I met you guys. But uh, you know, you know, shout out to Justin. He's a great dude. Uh, he got out of the writing scene uh, for whatever reason, uh, successful with himself. But he brought Sykes and I together along with our boy Gaines. Shout out to him, which led me to Wilson. Uh, the creator of My Mind on Sports, and then we got Dap and Trav, and then Cardell with the Focus, and Octavia, and anyone else that's come through, you know, so shout out to that, it's a really cool thing to sit here and talk to you now, and, you know, I mean, we talk, you know, quite often, and, and whatnot, but to be on a podcast, something that I've wanted to do for a while, and you're a guest that I've wanted to have for a while, I was trying to have more episodes last year, but you're one of the people that I want to talk to, and, you know, here we are. Yeah. I, I appreciate you for having me, man. It, it definitely has been um, uh, a, a long time coming. Like I said, it's a it's a it's an honor to be on here with you, man. As as your friend, as somebody who's known you for for all these years, man. It's just it's it's really crazy to to kind of see, um, you know, like it, it because like you lose touch with so many people in your life, yep. you know. And so like to to be on the pod with you right now like it's just it's this is this is super dope to me man. right it's, it's dope to me dope. too especially when we just start off as random like we've never met in person like this is yeah, the closest like, we've met in person big. that's the wildest that's thing to me big. uh you know you and, and like samar and wilson and trav and Dap. you know we have a group chat on twitter and you know we've been talking in that for five six seven years now and you know yeah, we've all texted each other and done video calls and whatnot but you know, for not meeting someone, it's pretty, uh, you know, pretty spectacular. We were able to do this and you know maintain a friendship and and all that. So uh, we'll get into some hoops now. Uh, Mike is a Washington Wizards fan. You grew up in the area, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So long, lifelong Wizards fan, right? Yeah, unfortunately, man. <laughs> well, I, I I know the struggles. You know, I'm a Browns fan. You know, we. No, you don't know the struggles. The Lakers just won the chip. Well, the, the Lakers, yeah, I'm talking about sports in general. But the Lakers, you know, I don't I don't like when they struggle, which they struggled for their standards for the better part of a decade, and now we're back on top where we're supposed to be. Uh, but Wizards, what? Uh, who were some early players on the Wizards that were that you were really drawn to as you were growing up watching basketball? Uh, man, um, really, obviously, like. The, the Jordan era in Washington was like the big draw for me, right? Because like before that, like I was just a, a casual NBA fan, mm-hmm. mostly. Like I was a big um, Allen Iverson guy, actually. So like for for the like first couple years of my fandom, I would say I was a, actually a Sixers fan. And then um, MJ comes back, and I'm just like all on board. I'm like, wow, my 
But Jordan really plays for my team. This is really crazy. Little did I know that he was actually uh, sabotaging Kwame Brown, and the the team still kind of sucked. But it was MJ, so it was fine. Like I was I was good with that. And uh, after they after after that just like fell apart. Like it totally fell apart. It was it was really a mess. Like MJ really like drove off into the sunset in 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 like his his flashy car. Yep. And went back to Chicago. Like it was just it was just crazy. Like there was there was beef that was left behind. It was just bad. Um but after that, like I, I just kinda hung around for for the um the years in between. Like they got uh Gilbert Arenas in two thousand three, I think, or two thousand four and like him and Larry Hughes were like man, like like that was the first like wall and bill type backcourt that I ever ever saw and like that really hooked me into the game and like I ended up being a huge Gilbert Arenas fan like he was that was like the dude who um I don't know he he really inspired me to to kind of figure out like how I could be a part of the game even if I I wasn't playing it because like I'm I'm 5'8 so I was never hooping right (laughs) so so it was like at the time like I I I wanted to to be around the game I wanted to learn the game I wanted to to uh be smart about it and so i decided like yo like maybe i should write about it and and like gilbert it kind of inspired that so um yeah i mean that it really for me it was it was it was gil it was larry hughes Karan butler anton jameson like those dudes those teams were a lot of fun to watch yeah they didn't play defense at all no no defense but hey (laughs) they could score with the best of them man like it was it was it was incredible yeah, Gilbert's one of my favorites to watch. Uh, I know he gave Kobe and the Lakers hell the one year at Staples Center dropping 60 on him. That's one of the, you know, obviously I, I love the Lakers performance, and it's a lot of Kobe performances that, you know, the 60-point games and stuff. But when Gil did that, I was like, whoa, like, like this dude, like I knew he was serious before, but when I watched that game, I was like, whoa, this dude's really serious. He did that on Kobe and mostly on Kobe, which is crazy yeah. to me. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Like, I remember that overtime where like Kobe was just like, yo, I'm about to guard this dude. I'm, I'm locking him up. Like I remember like Kobe just like, you know, getting in his stance, pulling his shorts up and like Gil coming down with the ball and just like pulling. And I'm like, yo, like this is really nuts. Like I, cause like at the time, like Kobe was Kobe, obviously. Yep. And and so like for, for, for Gilbert to, to be able to, to go at him like that as a fan, like I'd never seen anything like that on on my team right you know like on a team that like was from the area that i'm from like this is the team that i'm repping like to have a special player like that it, it was it was nuts man like honestly yeah it was it was nuts for sure even as a, in a and you know you don't root for opposing teams but that night you sort of root for gill even if you're a lakers fan i was like oh wow like this dude's like really doing that and it, for it, you know i'm mad i'm like someone guard him but then it's just like <laughs> and I see, yeah. all right kobe's guarding him all right now we're good Oh no, we're not good. Dang. Okay, <laughs> but it's still just one of those dope moments that like you almost don't uh, ever forget where you were at watching that. You know, I, I watched a lot of basketball in my room, and you know, I remember watching that game, and it was just yeah. crazy. And then you know, uh, moving forward, the Wizards, you know, haven't been that good. And then they got John Wall, and I was real excited yeah. about that. He was one of my favorite players in college. I got to see his actual first ever game uh, with Kentucky. It was an exhibition against my school, Clarion, and uh, you know they. 
they beat the crap out of us, and I was a manager on the team. Because uh, much like you, I, I'm, I'm not much taller than you. I'm only 6'1", uh, but I didn't get the athletic ability that a lot of 6'1 dudes have. Uh, so I found out at a young age, I was probably about 15 or 16, I'm, hey, I can't play this going forward, but I can talk about it and I can write about it. That's what I want to do, and I've been you know, doing that. Uh, but I saw John Wall's first game. The hype was real around him. Uh, you know, they did the Big Blue Madness. He did the Dougie, uh, which I loved at the time. You know, I was you know young and impressionable. I was like, yeah, that's dope. And I and then I got to see him play. And he didn't like do anything crazy. He had a few crazy moves. Uh, one on my man Mike Sherry, uh, just dogged him with this behind the back layup. It was incredible. And then that you know that was a team with Cousins and and Wall and Liggins and Bledsoe and all them dudes, uh, Patterson yeah. uh, or Peterson. No, Patterson, I was right. But yeah, that, that was incredible seeing them play. And then had I had I had the wherewithal, I could have been in the scrum of reporters interviewing John Wall, but I wasn't even writing for the school paper quite yet, I don't think. Or if I was, I wasn't doing anything like that. So that's sort of a missed opportunity, but it was dope seeing him. But then he gets to the Wizards. So the, you don't really have a second favorite team, but the Wizards have always been a team I root for because of John Wall. Because I just love his game so much. I love the dog in him. And then obviously he got traded this year. And I, I know how you felt, uh, you know, I talked to you uh, prior to that and after that, uh, but, but tell the people who are listening how that was for you as a, as a lifelong DC fan. You guys finally get, you know, a guy that was the, the next Gilbert Arenas, but his own persona and then pff, gone. See ya. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, like when, when I look back on it and sort of reflect like the, the, the arenas era and the wall era, like there were so many similarities in the way that they they both ended right like obviously like with, with gilbert's like you have the big the big gun controversy obviously which like john walls never had anything like that really um but like it was you know gilbert at the end of it, at the end of his wizard's career like we waited almost two seasons before we saw him play after uh gerald wallace like crashed into his knee and he had never he, he was really never healthy again right and then like with with wall you fast forward it maybe uh 15 years later or whatever in 2018 2019 and you have wall who he he's all of a sudden out with a knee injury and then like that knee injury turns into a heel injury and that heel injury turns into him tearing his achilles in the shower or whatever and it's like, yo, like this is this is unbelievable. Like, yep. I'm I'm seeing seeing the the Gilbert Arenas thing happen in front of me all over again. And then like he comes back, obviously like Gilbert came back. And when he comes back, like Bradley Beal has become this this sort of um, this superstar player, this this uh, top twenty player, this top five ish or so guard, like this potential All NBA player. And it's like, yo, like the team has just kind of moved on with without you and um and like the same thing happened to Gil but in in that circumstance it was John Wall who the team was actually moving forward with and so it's like man like <clears throat> the 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 parallels were just were just crazy but it was also just sad for me to to see like the Wizards had finally built a team that would would function perfectly around John Wall, yep. right? Like, they have all the shooting that's required. Like, they have the young guys they have, guys who are willing to run, guys who are, who, who can catch lobs, um, an elite score next to him. And they trade him. And it's like, 
yo, like, this, we, the fans have been waiting, because, like, John Wall is a is a fan favorite out yep. here. Like, he is, um, you know, really, I mean, in, in like, the, the last, I would say, the last decade, right, like, there are obviously guys like Bryce Harper, RG3, um, Alex Ovechkin, obviously, uh, you know, stars who've come and played in, in D.C. For, for the various teams, the various sports teams, but, like, none of them have quite had the, the, the same impact that, that John Wall has right. had um, both, both on and off the basketball court. So it's like folks were really looking forward to, to John Wall's return even though like he had never been an NBA champion or he'd never gotten to the to the conference finals, um, they were still like very excited about his, his him coming back. And all of a sudden, two weeks before the season starts, you get these trade rumors. He's mad. He demands a trade. He goes to Houston, and and like the rest is history. But it's like, man, like this is just the most. Wizards thing possible, and and it's just like it's disappointing because you think that after having the same GM who makes the same horrible decisions for fifteen years or whatever, like, yep. and you you fire him, so like you think the culture's changed. It turns out, no, nah, it hasn't really changed. It's still mostly the same, and yeah, you you just kind of kind of got to live with this. So it, it was it was just extremely extremely. Yeah, and I and I felt for a lot of you guys, you know, the, you guys that are fans that I know, and then just the city of DC, because I know that you know a lot of people can't decipher on the court and off the court player in person. You know what they see on the court. You know they might be a little bit boist or boisterous, and they might you know talk their crap, and they might you know be a little bit edgy on the court. But off the court, they're probably one of the nicest people. And I feel John Wall was one of that. I've never uh, never got to see him in the community outside of you know the coverage that you know my mom in sports has done that you've done that. Uh, Cardo and the folks has done. He really gives back to the community, no matter no matter what community he's in, and that's why he was so beloved in that uh, you know community. He gave he did all the was it the Thanksgiving drive he did every year, or was it the Christmas? Yeah, man, he did he did a, a Thanksgiving food drive every year. He did a a backpack giveaway. Backpack giveaway. That's the one I was thinking of. Starts up like he 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 was really out there, like in the streets. Yep. Like, touching the people it's just it's just incredibly cool yeah and, and i i really felt bad and i really hated the trade at the time uh I, I know a lot of you guys did and i know a lot of uh you know there's a lot of takes on twitter that are just you know outrageous you know you see it every day in your mentions you you know you have 10 million followers compared to my like 2000 or something but you know you're you're, you're hollywood <laughs> you know but uh <laughs> but then then it, you know it's russell westbrook and people are like oh westbrook's way better than wall uh, is he though? Like I don't I don't know if he is. So how do you feel uh, that it was Westbrook in exchange for Wall, and how do you feel he's done to this point in the early stages of the season? Yeah, when he's on the floor? I mean, Russ has been. I, I mean, honestly, like I didn't expect too much from Russ when he when when they traded for him because like coming in like he had he had had that quad injury in the NBA bubble, and I was just like, there's no way that that's healed all the way in such a short amount mm-hmm. of time. Like he's, he's definitely going to start slow. Um, and he did like granted, like he's still Russell Westbrook. So like he was still averaging pretty close to a triple double. Right. Um, but like, it was like, all right, like you're putting up these, these numbers, but 
they're also like you're also shooting uh, career low uh, true shooting percentage. Like you're also one of the most inefficient players in the NBA right. right now. Like you're also turning over crazy. You're also playing terrible defense, and it's like I. It, it was it's, it's just it just hasn't been the the greatest fit and then like meanwhile you see like John Wall is like one of the best finishing guards in the NBA he's, he still looks as fast as he always did um just he's just been tearing it up in Houston yeah he, he sure has and, and that was gonna be what I asked you next you know how do you feel he's doing in Houston and I feel he's doing great and I, and I know I've read you on Twitter saying you know you're a low key Rockets fan now, and and <laughs> they get they get rid of Beal, then you know it's it's totally Rockets for you. But but yeah, Wall is playing well, and like now they're that's another team that's around him that what well, we thought the Wizards were going to be this year. I mean, he doesn't have that second you know super. He doesn't have the Brad Beal beside him now, but he's still showing that hey, I, I'm still in the league. I, you know, I, I might have been out for a couple years uh, with various injuries, but I'm here, and you know now I'm going to make the Wizards pay for. You know, getting rid of me. Yeah, and and it's really unfortunate to see because like they didn't they didn't have to make that move that soon, right? Like you, if even if you want to trade John Wall, right? You could always just wait a couple games, see what he looks like, see if you can build some of that trade value up, and then move him. But instead, like they attached the first round pick to him for the Rockets, and then traded him before the season even started. Like, neither him or Russ was really getting a, a full training camp with, with yep. the team that, that they were coming in with. And it, it was like, man, like, they, it, it, it was just, the move was rushed. It, it just wasn't calculated at all. You could tell that, like, there was there was more to it than, um, you know, just the, the basketball fit behind it, right? And, like, the organization was mad about the, the, um, the gang sign video, uh, that came up over the over the summer, yep. I guess, and and like that ended up being a problem for them. And which, and for like, the record, that, that I, I really don't think it should have been a problem. I think it was really blown out of proportion. You know, uh, a lot of, a lot of NBA players or athletes in general they hang out with rappers. You know, whether rappers are actually in gangs, who that's not you know for any of us. I don't really care if they are or not. If they want to talk about it in their songs and it's dope to me, all right, that's a dope line to me. But I didn't really think that was a big deal, but I feel it was blown way out of proportion because of its John Wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was really that was really it, man. Like it was just it was Wall, and he I, there there apparently was some sort of like beef between him and um, Ted Leonsis, who's the, the team's owner, and like I don't know the ins and outs of that, so I can't really speak on it. But like it just. I, it, it it didn't need to happen the way the way that it happened and and like by all accounts like it, it just wasn't the the greatest look for the team right I agree and then you know we've been talking about Brad Beal who's one of my favorite players to watch I love you know the pairing of those two and now he's just on a tear and it sucks that you know he scores all these points but the you know the Wizards aren't doing anything with it he was like the first player ever to score there go like what was it, 0-10 or something in 10 straight games of, or not 10 straight, but 10 games of 40 or more points. Like, that just... Something crazy, yeah. It's one of the craziest (laughs) stats I've ever seen, honestly. Like, if you score 40 in a game, your team 90% going to win the game, unless you're, like, in one of those shootouts that the Wizards were just in with the the Nets the other night. Okay, you can see you might go for 40, but, you know, someone on the other team might go for 45. Okay, you know, that happens. It's a shootout. No one's playing defense that night. Uh, But... (laughs) A lot of people, myself included, free Brad Beal, which 
uh, you wrote about today about some comments he made that uh, he doesn't want to necessarily. He doesn't. He's not asking for a trade. The Wizards are you know steadfast on not trading him. And and give us the reason of what Beal was talking about of why yeah, he didn't I want mean, to be traded. So so basically, like Brad's argument has been. Um, you know, he, he he likes DC, wants to win with the Wizards, he, he likes being kind of the guy on um on his own team and and the 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 pressure for him to, to go and demand a trade from the Wizards is it's it's sort of weird, right? Because like we talk about um the the the, the player empowerment era that, that we are currently watching with all these NBA players and all the different moves that that they're making, whether it's like like LeBron going yeah. to to the Lakers or, or Kevin Durant going from um, the Warriors to to the Nets or Anthony Davis forcing a trade or whatever. But like at the end of the day, all of that is about choice. Like the players are doing what what they want to do, and, sure. and and that's that's good. Like that is that is the the perfect way to. To, to kind of encapsulate this whole player empowerment movement, right? Like, it's these players making choices and, and holding the um, and, and 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 sort of holding the the keys to their career in in, in ways that they haven't been able to um, before, or ways that that they just simply haven't before. And and like Beal is doing that, but he's doing that in a way that is sort of counter to um, the the status quo with a lot of a lot of star players in the NBA, right? Like right. you see a lot of a lot of players when their teams are losing, like they will, um, or or when he, he, like because the Rockets weren't a losing team, right? But like James Harden just was sort of tired of of, of being there, and and like the organization had shifted, they had brought in a new coach and brought in a new GM. He was just like, I need to get out of here. Like they're going in a direction that I don't agree with, and, and he wanted out. But like. Brad is like, yo, like, this is my team. Um, we're going in a direction that I, I knew we were going. Like, this is where I want to be, and and that's my choice. And and people are now saying that, yo, like, why wouldn't you just? You, you should just save yourself. You should get out of that situation. And like, maybe he should, but like, the thing is, like, if he doesn't want to. He, he, he doesn't have to right, right? absolutely like people people are, are sort of clowning him for for uh slow walking this thing and, and seeing where it goes and, and he's just confused as to why that is the case when like we saw how people reacted to the the Harden thing and, and calling him unprofessional and the anthony davis thing where like people had a problem with how how he sat out in new orleans and and brad's just like yo i'm i'm not doing any of that but y'all just giving me the same stuff and it's like it's it's just weird it, it's it, it it's it's like it's a no-win situation for for him basically right it's, absolutely it's what his argument is all right absolutely like, you know i don't i don't know if i necessarily like agree wholeheartedly right you know it, it and that's something that you know we don't see a lot of it players want to stick with the team like hey i want to turn this around you know uh like kobe back in the day after Shaq left you know his the lakers struggled you know they made the playoffs and then, you know, get bounced. And then, you know, uh, I think there was a year they didn't make the playoffs or something. But he wanted out. But then he's like, you know what? Unless you can get me help, then I want out. Which then, you know, they went and got him help and the rest is history. But uh, them having their own mind of what they want to do. You know, some players really gravitate towards, hey, I want to be the man here. And I want to turn this thing around. You know, whether they get rid of my sidekick, they bring me in a new sidekick. 
you know, whatever they're doing, I'm going to still do me. You know, Beal's out there playing, uh, you know, some of the best basketball in the NBA right now. You know, it's not his fault that the rest of his team is either too young and inexperienced or just not capable of, you know, stopping guys on the other end and, you know, getting wins. And that sucks. But if if that's what Beal wants to do, like you said, he has all the power to do so. Because LeBron, I don't know if it was LeBron that sort of started the – uh, you know, the players being able to do what they want and dictate where they go and what they want to do. He gets a lot of credit for it. I think it happened a little bit before him uh, leaving Cleveland. Uh, but nonetheless, he was able to go and uh, do his thing. And a lot of players are like, oh, well, he can do that. I'm not as big name as him, but I can do that too. And then you see the Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard and KD and James Harden. And, you know, that's a who's who of of players. And now they're able to do basically what they want, which is good because, you know, that's just what they should be able to do. If they're if they're not happy yeah. in a place, then hey, I went out. You know, this isn't for me. You know, I don't I don't like the way James Harden went about his business, but that's his business. I, you know, I, I sit, you know, in my living room saying this, and he, you know, is making millions of dollars doing this. But you know, that's his decision, and, and it is what it is. Uh, but something else before we, you know, talking to other NBA stuff real quick. There was always the media wanting to pit John Wall against Bradley Beal. But you've seen firsthand because you've covered games live and in person. That couldn't be further from the truth, correct? Yeah, I mean they they are boys. Like it it there there were times where like they they had like disagreements on the court, right? And and like Don Wall being the the player that he is, like he always had the ball in his hands. Brad didn't handle it as much, and and like there were times where like. I mean, it's the, the, the regular stuff, right? Like, yo, I want to take the game when the shot here. I feel like I should have got that touch there or whatever. And and that sort of stuff, um, like, yeah, like, like they had their, 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 their tips with that. But, like, it's not like they have, like, real beef there, right? right. Like, there's not, there, there hasn't been a moment where, like, they were about to fight over something because, like, they just hated each other that much or anything like that. That's that's never that's never been a thing with them. All right, that that sort of drove me nuts with all like different uh, Wizards coverage. It wasn't uh, you or my mind on sports or the focus, you know, because uh, you know the national media wants to have these talking heads, and of course, you know, I get that. It's ratings. Uh, that's what's going to get people to tune in. All oh, the you know Brad Beal and John Wall are upset with each other. Oh, what's this? Oh, okay, I'll tune into that. Yeah. And you know, and then it's like overblown nonsense, which a lot of a lot of sports talk on national shows today is you know you know we don't get the stuff we used to when we were growing up where it's uh or from certain people who do podcasts or who do you know other shows that aren't on you know espn or fs1 or any other network but it just that always drove me nuts and uh cardell was one of the guys who i always see you know posting things like on instagram and twitter about you know their relationship and how tight they are and how you know like you said they're boys you know yeah you're gonna disagree with stuff on the core they're if you've ever played hoops, whether you played, you know, high school or college, professionally, intramurally, it, it, or at, uh, in college, you're going to have disagreement. Hey, I, I should have shot that. I was wide open. Yeah. Why'd you shoot with two people on you? Hey, that. why are you dribbling at all? You can't even dribble. You know, you're going to have that. And, <laughs> you know, but because I think, again, John Wall gets a bad rap for whatever reason, uh, I think a lot of people see him for something he's actually not. And then, you know, it gets blown out of proportion. Yeah. I mean that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what it is, and and it's a shame because like I I do feel like had they played together especially today, like if they if they were playing together and John Wall was healthy through his prime, then then they would have they they had they had a lot of um, 
potential. Like, I don't know if they'd ever go to the finals or anything like that, but, like, I'm pretty sure they, they'd be competing to, to get there. Right, they'd be at least in the final four of the East or maybe even in the whole NBA. I think they could could have made, you know, a, a conference championship run. And who knows, depending on the matchup they had, they might have been able to, you know, get to the finals, especially if you look at the bubble last year, uh, which I thought the bubble was great, and uh, we'll talk about that more in a second because uh, I know you have some opinions on them playing right now. But I think if you had those two healthy and, like, Wall in the prime of his career not hurt and Beal playing like he is right now in that bubble, I think they could have made a Heat-like run, you know, if they – Yeah. And yeah. and I guess we'll never know because, you know, you know we'll, I guess we'll never know. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. That's one of those – you know, there's a lot of unfortunates in sports where – Wow, it'd been cool. Like, if if Kobe and Shaq didn't break up, what if LeBron never left Cleveland? What if he never left Miami? What if he never came to back to Cleveland? You know, what if Kawhi didn't leave? You know, he goes to Toronto with a championship. You know, there's a lot of what ifs of what could have, should have, would have happened. But you know, that's the beauty of sports. You you can't go back in time and change anything, and can't you can try and dictate the future, but at the same time, it you know what's going to happen is going to happen. No matter yeah. you know you know these guys put in thousands of hours of work every year and. Only you know twelve to fifteen guys suited up are going to be you know winning the championship, but uh, you know we talked about the bubble and they did not bubble up for the season, uh, which a lot of fans are like oh they should have bubbled them, which in theory makes sense. Sure, bubble them up; they're not going anywhere. the The spread of COVID can't happen, but those guys, some of them were miserable in the bubble, despite oh they're rich, they have it all down there. They, you know, blah, blah, you know, whatever. Just because you're rich does not mean you don't have problems and you don't struggle like the rest of us. But I know you've been right. very adamant about them not playing right now. They should not be playing, whether it's you know the NBA or NFL or college sports or whatever league organization you know you're talking about. You were very adamant about them not playing. So go into uh, why you feel they shouldn't be playing right now. Yeah. I just think I just think it's way too risky, man. Like, honestly, and in, 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 in sort of seeing this thing happen f- firsthand where um, the Wizards, I think, lost – they've lost six games already to to, um, to COVID and, and being in, in the league's uh, COVID protocols. And it's like – like the, the – first of all, like the logistical nightmare now of having the Wizards make up those games – um, on the back end of their schedule, like I think there was a stat that they would be playing like 40, 45 games in sixty two nights or something <sighs> like that, which is which is uh, like I I don't even know how many back to backs that is, but but like a it's lot. a lot though, like that's a lot that you have to to sort of plug into to that schedule, and the Wizards are not going to be the only team with that issue, and that's the thing, like you're going to have a lot of. Um, of, of teams that that maybe you know they don't have to make up as many games but like eventually like all of this stuff is going to build up and you gotta gotta make these games up somewhere but but then like on top of that though it's like all right man like we just saw um what is what is the kid's name in florida keontae johnson yeah i, I think his name is yep. uh he he had covid in the summertime ended up having a heart condition um in in the fall and collapsed on the floor and was in, in a coma yep. um, because of, because of this. And it's like, that kid is 19, 20 years old. Right. Like this is, this is a kid who's supposed to be in, in tip top shape, shape, peak condition. Um, you know, of course, like when you get to the NBA, like you're, you're trained on, on a different level mm-hmm. professionally. But it's still like, man, like we we just saw this happen to this kid, and this is a kid. 
who's to say that this won't happen again or, or what's preventing this because like these dudes are, are going to get sick like they're going to catch covid at some point like how would we feel if um you know random player x uh if if something like that happened to 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 them uh you know and and like that and that's the thing like i feel terrible that 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 happened to johnson like that that's absolutely awful and and like to me you're you're just putting players at risk in 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 a time where it it doesn't make a lot of sense it's really unnecessary to do and like i get the argument that um you know for for television revenue and keeping the league's lights on or whatever like they they have to play these games but at the end of the day like to me these are all billionaires like they have contingencies in place they don't get rich by not planning ahead right right and and to me it's like at at a certain point we have to to value people's people's livelihoods over over dollars at at some point apparently we don't like that's not happening that's not a thing that that's going to going to happen anytime soon but but i just think it's very unfortunate and and very risky especially when you you start to talk about um having having actual fans in arenas and and potentially well they're they're going to do an all-star right i mean the super bowl is going to have twenty five thousand fans they said they announced today which and and especially in florida where you know it's basically a covid hotbed down there you know and uh i know uh in early April, the WWE is going to have WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium, the same place the Super Bowl is this year, and uh, they're going to have fans there. And knowing Vincent Mann from a fan's perspective like I do, he's going to try and top the NFL and have 30,000 maybe, or maybe 35 or 40. You know, It's not going to be full. It's, it, you can't have it full. Uh, I wish it could be, but you know, I was supposed to be there last year. It didn't happen. But but I agree with you in a lot of this stuff where you know it's, it's a giant risk. You know, Because, yes, we need this, like, I guess people would call it an escape from the real world, but at the same time, like, my life hasn't really changed a whole hell of a lot since this started. I've went to work, you know, haven't had a break from work, uh, went to a new job, haven't had a break from that. So I've been working this whole time during the pandemic, and uh, the very few things that have changed in my life, we can't go to the local bar that we have. Okay, so uh, there's only three or four of our friends group that did that, and so now... We worked together for a while, so we knew where we were at all times. We knew who was with who and who. So we could, you know, we can get away with something like that. But here's guys traveling from city to city to city, you know, and they're supposed to be cooped up in their hotel room. And then they have, uh, not like having friends and family at certain points in time and and whatnot. And that has to be hard on them. And it's just, like you said, the risk factor. I don't think it's worth it, but, you know, I get the the business argument, you know. I, I wasn't a business major, but I understand business. Like I, I, most people yeah. Uh, yeah. that have either been around sports or, you know, whatever they do in life, they know business. And I guess it's good business so they can keep their pockets lined, even though the pockets are going to be lined long after they're gone and we're gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it, and it's just crazy that, you know, there's all these discussions like, oh, we need normalcy. Well, we can't get back to normalcy until we, you know, beat this thing. And, you know, exactly. we have players, we have, let's see, there's what? I'll say 12 players for 13. That's just, you know, what, 360, 400 players plus the coaching staff, plus the training staff. You know, uh, I sort of like how the NHL was doing it this year, uh, where you would play, like, say, like the Rangers and Capitals were playing. They'd play two games in New York, like one game, like on a Monday, and then the next one on a Wednesday, or maybe the next night, or even 
Wednesday or Thursday, and then they would travel to wherever and do two games. So it's sort of better, but not really. I don't know. I don't. Need, there's no good solution for any of this. I don't think. Right. It, right. And that's my thing. It's like I, I'm, I'm not the guy who's going to figure out like what the schedule should be or, or or how they should be doing this. I just know that like doing this, it it just it just doesn't it doesn't sit right with me that that they're especially considering that like the only people who are putting anything at risk in in this in these scenarios are the the labor people, right? Like yep. the. the players right starting with them or the the folks who work at the stadiums the yeah. the uh, the the people who are are going into these stadiums selling these tickets interacting with these fans it's like those are the people who are are going to to get sick and those are the people who aren't going to be taken care of when when all is said and done by, by these folks who who are are really just just raking in cash and it's like man that that just doesn't feel the the greatest, no. especially when you consider the fact that like we probably shouldn't be in in this scenario. No, in the first we shouldn't be, but we are, and we have to deal with it. One thing I I I shouldn't say I like it. It's not that I like it, but I like the, the fact that there are some players they're taking care of the uh, which they shouldn't have to. do. The players should not have to do this whatsoever. Uh, you know, they're working for their money just like we work for our money and our jobs. But that you know they're taking care of the people who are you know the stadium people who work in the in the arenas and yeah. Uh, yeah. I know uh, in Cleveland Larry Nance Jr. is donating a game worn jersey to I think he's auctioning it off and the money goes towards a certain local business in Cleveland which that's a dope idea but he shouldn't have to do that and it that that I love it that the players are you know giving back to people that you know they see every day working in the arenas or. You know, people in their local community that they'd normally be out and about seeing, you know, restaurants or, uh, you know, in Cleveland, for example, they have a place where they're making shirts every week for the Browns. And Mac Wilson, the linebacker from the Browns, was heavily involved with them and had, and told them, hey, here's a couple of designs I'd feel. And then he'd get the, the whole linebacking crew shirts that week of that. And, they, and it raised money for a small business, and that was dope. But the players should not have to be doing this. You know, the, the league owners, oh, we care about the fans and we love the fans. No, you care about what's in our pockets and what comes out of our pockets into your hands and your pockets. And then, so I, I agree with you. It doesn't sit right with me. Uh, it, it's it's nice that we have sports still, but at the same time, I wish there was a better way to go about it. Uh, like WWE, I'm a huge WWE fan, as you know. Uh, they have to do their thing where it's in Tropicana Field right now, and it's called the Thunderdome. I don't know if you've seen it or heard about it, but what they do is they have a bunch of screens around the ring. So it'd be like us right now, but we're watching, but our face is on the screen, and they do piped-in crowd noise like everywhere else, and that's like the only way they can possibly because they, you know, they're a thing where it's live entertainment. They go each week, city to city, can't do that, and they've made the best possible. And like the bubble was a, a cool concept. I actually loved the bubble. There's a lot of good games and good moments in the bubble. Yeah. But you yeah. can't bubble them up for an 82 game stre- or season for three, four, five, six months and. You know, it was too much on some of the players in the bubble, you know, and they weren't even there. You know, some of them were there, you know, a couple weeks. Some of them were a couple months. I think the Lakers and Heat were there for, what, three months or something like that? Yeah. And then yeah. and then they had to come back on, on like, less than 80 days of in-between season. Because you, you just talked to Anthony Davis for, for the win, and you were asking him about that, and, you know... He, you know, he's not going to be one to make excuses, and I don't think any of the players are going to make excuses. But 
if the Lakers came out rusty, then sure, you know, they, they have a built-in excuse, but, you know, they didn't. They're, you know, we'll get to them and the rest of the league, but I don't think that was fair to them or the Heat uh, or even who was ever in the uh, conference championship or the conference finals. It's not fair to them either because they had, what, two weeks less than – so they had two more weeks of yeah, rest than – right. So it just, you know, I wish they would have started the season maybe in January, maybe February. Uh, like, it's nice that we have sports, like, that have college basketball in the background right now. You know, it's nice we can have something to sort of distract us, but at the same time, we're not, I'm not all that distracted. Like, like it, it right. like, I feel, right. I'm always going to be invested in sports, but right now I feel less invested in sports than I ever have in my entire life. It just, without the crowds there in some places, it's just weird to me. Yeah, it's, it's. This whole this this entire thing has just been been extremely weird, and it's like, man, you you just hope you hope that there's light at the end of the tunnel at, at some point, but we'll see. We'll yeah, that see. that's all we can do. Uh, as my as my grandma always tells me when I'm down about things, uh, now keep your chin up and, and and keep the faith that things will get better. Uh, all right, man. Well, you know it sucks, and shouts to it. I, I hear I hear you, but sometimes I I I don't hear it at all. I'm just like. God, this sucks. Like, even, you know, I'm not, a, you know, an NBA player, NFL player, whatever, but, you know, it sucks getting up and going to work every day still. You know, everyone, you know, it sucks for everyone when they go get up and go to work every day. But in the middle of the pandemic, I don't know where my coworkers have been. I don't know, you know, they don't know where I've been, which I don't go anywhere. Uh, my girl's house, and that's it. You know, we'll go in, grab takeout, be on our way. Uh, but, you know, it's just, it's a weird time. And sports, while they are a distraction, they aren't at the same time. It's like the focus is on, all right, well, you know, who was it? The Pistons and the uh, Nuggets just had COVID stuff the other night. You know, yeah. so who know? And like you said, the back-to-back games, like down the stretch, especially for the Wizards, they've missed six games. And I see that from a local high school basketball standpoint. Here, I was reading something the other day of one of the local guys I follow, and you know, we don't have any national powerhouse except for Kennedy Catholic, and they're still like forty-five minutes away from me. But one team, they're a smaller school, they have to play sixteen games in twenty days. High school kids playing sixteen games in twenty. I could not do that. You know, I I loved play, I loved hooping in high school. There's no way that you're going to tell me I can play sixteen games in twenty days and be fine. You know, I hope everything you know works out, but you know it doesn't. Who knows? You know, obviously high school is on a way different scale of NBA, but it's the same principles. It's like you know in college. You know, but enough enough about that. Let's get into some a little bit more NBA talk. So far, we've had. What about a fourth, of the, a quarter of the season gone by, or something like that? Yeah, just about. Yeah, something just around a quarter. Over Somewhere around there, give or take. Uh, so, who have uh, been the best teams in your eyes so far? That. Um. Honestly, dude, it's been the Lakers, the Clippers, and and that's well, actually, the the Sixers have been surprisingly good yeah they, um, they beat my well, Lakers I shouldn't say surprisingly but but they've been really good right they've been really good uh the Jazz were pretty good for a little bit you know they what won 11 or 10 or 11 straight Man, Jazz are, the Jazz are on a tear and I feel like the Jazz go on one of these tears every year where yep. like they rake off like 11 12 13 games now that you say that game. that sort of sounds like they've been doing that the past three four or five years where yeah the Jazz right. are always going to be really good because they're they're just so disciplined and, and are a, a great defensive team. Now you got Mike Conley playing well again, um, and and it seems like Donovan Mitchell has a, a, a he's he's definitely been shooting it better from from deep. But like as a scorer, like he's hit a different a different stride. Yeah, it feels like and and like their offense is just a lot better. Right, than it was last. Year. 
Speaking of Mitchell, how, what did you take away from Shaq and, and Mitchell's little uh, interaction on uh, after the game last I, week? I mean, nothing really. Like I, I kind of, I kind of have checked out on the whole NBA on TNT right. experience. Yep. To be honest with you, like I haven't watched I much in, in a while. Yeah, like they're funny, but like I'm not going there for any uh, any worthwhile analysis or any like in depth player sure. interviews. Like I, I, they just don't, they just don't give us those anymore. Right, it's, you know it's, what, it's what you did with Anthony Davis. That's what I want to see. You know, uh, and hopefully someday, you know, down the road we can get that in person. You know, myself, you. Yeah. Uh, but reading stuff like that, that's what I want to. I don't care about. Oh, I don't think you're playing well. Okay, cool. Like. <laughs> It was okay. weird. It was it, so weird. And, and Mitchell just like, all right, uh, okay, thanks, I guess. See ya. <laughs> like, uh, and then I, I saw that uh, Nicardell was saying, on I think on Instagram or something, that you know players of, of yesteryear, they used to get criticized all the time. And he was even talking about Shaq got criticized for uh, in his early stage of his career. And then until up until they won the title, the three-peat for the Lakers. You know, he's getting criticized. And now he's it's just what it is. You know, there's always going to be right. players of of yesteryear that don't agree with things that players are doing this year. Uh, now, what what Shaq said, I don't know if it's necessarily untrue. I don't know if it, you know, but I don't think that's I don't think that's the time and place for that. You know, he was just doing that to you know try and get a reaction out of Mitchell. Mitchell just was like, hmm, "All right, dude, cool. Like, I'm going to keep yeah. playing." Shout out to him for handling that so well, because like. I mean, it's it, it just like, that's just an awkward situation. Like, right. I have no idea what to say. It's like, yo, you, you, I don't think you're that good. Like, what am right. I supposed to say? Okay, like, well, I don't know. you're still going to watch me every night. And, <laughs> yeah, I like, I don't know. And then uh, another thing I want to talk to you about is the uh, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and uh, what's McGruber's first name? <laughs> Rodney McGruber. Rod- yeah, Rodney. <laughs> that, to me, that is hilarious. Like, that shit is just hilarious to me. Uh and then there's people that have been going off on Clay. I think I saw Kendrick Perkins with... I can't stand him, but I saw him say something like... <laughs> something stupid, of course, like, like most times. And then, who was it? Say, Glenn, Glenn Big Baby Davis. And I was just like, what? Like, what are you... Like, yeah, like, bro. But I thought I, that was funny. Must, must be the 09 Celtics thing. Uh, God, don't even get me started on them. Because, <laughs> obviously, you know I hate the Celtics, but the 08, 09 team and... Or the 07, 08, 08, 09 team, they, they cling on to that one championship as if they were the 80s Celtics. And I'm just like, let it go. Like, yeah, yeah you guys won that. You got it. You you beat my team, but let it go. But I, I like when players are, are like what Clay and Draymond were doing. Like, you know, I don't know if they get fined for swearing in the, uh, in the press conferences or whatnot. I hope they don't because I think – I'm not saying swear every – you know, I swear all the time, you know. <laughs> and, and and I forgot to tell you when we started this. If you want to swear on here, I don't. I don't give a shit. Obviously, I, you know I can swear. I I'll, you, you can say whatever you want on here. But I like when players are themselves because that's you know how I'm sure Draymond just you know talks ca- like normally. Like that's how I talk with my friends. Like you know it's swearing every other word, and you know I like seeing that. So I hope he didn't get fined for that. I'm sure he did though. <laughs> he probably did. He probably but that's did. that's but, the but time. Like yeah, it, those are things I like to see. Those interactions like. Now Clay has not. What's Clay have to do? Rehab. Right. Yeah, like I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was like a terrible thing. Like, of course, like Rodney Magruder is is probably like not feeling the greatest about right. it. But like, it is what it is. So like, there was like there was a little beef between the two teams, and like Clay was just like, yo, like, those are his guys. So like, of course, if you had Clay in the booth right there, like, 
Sure. He's going to go off. Like, he's going to feel away. And then Draymond hears what he says, and he, he kind of rips off of that. Like, I don't think it was a big deal at all. It's not like – I mean, Clay did say, like, Roddy Magruder wasn't going to be in the league or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably going to be a guy that's out of the like, league here soon. It's a wild thing to say, but, like, you know, whatever, man. That's it's the type the of thing I like to see, though. If, if that's the type of thing I like to see. Not, hey, we're going to fight. I'm going to fight you. You know, meet me in the locker. Trash like. Them. You know, I love trash talking. You know, except that, you know the the NBA trash talk now. It's like, oh, well, I'm I'm big and bad. All right, well, come see me in the locker room. No, no, I'm good. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna stay in my locker room. Right. You know, right. it is what it is. Uh, if you could pick right now, two teams to be in the finals as of right now, February second, two thousand twenty-one. Who are they? It's tough. Um, man, I probably would pick. I'd probably pick uh, Philly and the Lakers, probably. I think, man, the Clippers are really good, but the Lakers are – I mean, they, they obviously, like, they're, they're trying to repeat. Right. So, like, I feel like I, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt for that. Like, they, they seem like, like – like, when I was talking to AD, it was like I, – I, I said, like, yo, you guys have this, this sort of aura about you where, like, we see this with, with, with champions all the time where, like, they come into the next season and it's like, oh, they they just seem all on the same page, yep. you know. And it's and I think the Lakers sort of have that. And it, it's like when you get to that third and fourth year of uh, being together where things kind of get stale. But, like, right now I think they, they're just hitting a hitting a, a really nice stride. Right, and what's so, crazy so about it is they have different players than what they just won the championship with. Like, they have a whole new cast of characters and you were talking about the chemistry of them you know uh the guys that are still there want to continue to win and the guys that came in want to win a championship and usually you don't see that kind of chemistry this early and i mean luckily for for my favorite team that's what's going on right now but uh but you don't see that normally like you know it took the clippers some time to gel last year and it's sometimes it ta- it looks like it takes some time to gel this year with some of the pieces that you know they added and or lost and it's a strange dynamic, but uh, but I like that. I wouldn't mind seeing a Philly and uh, LA finals for you know old school feel and uh, man, the, the It'd be great. It it would be great. So we'll move on and transition into uh, something that me and you are both very passionate about and, and love very much, and that's shoes or sneakers or whatever you know, whatever you and your friends call them. <laughs> they are listening uh, shoes. You know, uh, like I said earlier, Mike does a, a dope dope ass newsletter every uh monday and friday and he does discussions uh on wednesday nights correct yeah 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 so he has different discussions and it's all about shoes so like there's different news in the shoes world like uh you know sales of, of nike and adidas for you know different quarters or for the year how they're up and down how different things impact things uh the dreaded sneakers app let's start there actually the sneakers app you me anyone who hears this that is into shoes cannot stand the sneakers app so uh i think it was monday of this week or it was no it might have been friday you were talking about sneakers how we all hate it it works but it doesn't work so elaborate a little bit more on on that yeah so like the sneakers app is probably the best tool that we have out right now in terms of being able to buy like a high heat like highly coveted um sneaker because everyone gets the same chance if you have an account you have a chance to to get the shoe allegedly right allegedly yeah. <laughs> like, 
but like but like the thing is though that the app is just not really built for the the massive population that comes to it when when there's something like um the the notre dunk that dropped the other day mm-hmm. or like a, a sakai uh vapor waffle or, or whatever like highly coveted shoe that there is like it's just not built to to sustain that sort of traffic and then that's when you you get the people who have you know a, a bunch of different accounts and are putting in a bunch of different entries like i, I don't even know the number of, of accounts that we we could potentially see for every drop there are like i think the last time i checked there were like 4.3 the, the app had been downloaded 4.3 million times Oof. um in the uh in the google play store and that's like the google play store right right it's not the um the app store for for apple so it's like you you've literally got millions of people using this app and they're only say uh, for like for the upcoming neutral gray Jordan release, uh, Jordan one release in, in February, there are only going to be twenty three thousand pairs of this shoe released. Like a lot of people aren't going to get them, and a lot of people are going to try to get them. So when the app is like crashing and it it's failing to load and it's deleting your payment information, like that's that's why. So like yeah, it is um, compared to something like, say, a, a Foot Locker or something like that, that is, like, extremely easy to, to bot and, and just a mess of a site. Like, it's better compared to that, but, like, it, it's still pretty trash. Like, it's still right. pretty trash. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've talked to you and you've talked to me about different L's we've taken throughout, you know, 2020. Uh, you know, I guess I sort of attribute to that to everyone being inside most of the time. Uh, you know, a lot more people being inside and having time. Because a lot of time, like... Uh, I remember over the years, like, I never tried to get anything, like, real hot. Like, I got the, uh, Jordan 9 breads a couple years ago, and I was like, oh, this might be hard to get. And it wasn't that hard. I got them right away. And there was, uh, there was a pair of shocks that were really dope, and I was like, huh, I'm gonna get up and get these. And I got up and got them. I was like, all right. And then, uh, this year I, I took two W's from 2020, and it was the Kentucky Dunks, and then the, uh, What the Fives. Which they didn't. I thought they were gonna resell like crazy, so I wanted to really get them, and I really thought they were a dope shoe, uh, and they are a dope shoe sitting in my in my bedroom in the box still. But uh, those were two wins. And, <laughs> but there's so many L's that I've taken, you've taken. Uh, my boy Roos just got uh, got upset last week. He tried to get the nines that came out. What was it, the the Jubilees? Is that what? The, no. The uh, no. That, those are the Elevens. Oh, the Eleven. Um, you're talking. No, he was trying to get nines. See, whatever the nines came out like. He was trying to get the nines from last week. Yeah. yeah so he's yeah. trying to get those, and he texts me. He's like, those weren't even a hype shoe. Like, you now there's a lot of hype yeah. shoes, and those are going to... You better hope to God that you get pulled for that. But a shoe like that, and some of these shoes that aren't as hyped, they're getting just snatched up. And uh, Is that due to resellers, or is it due to just people being greedy with their bots or or multiple accounts? Yeah. Or, I mean, I think it's a little bit of all like the, the the thing is like Nike for a lot of this stuff, they are limiting the stock of of the shoes, right? So like there are only a certain amount of pairs available. Less are going out to to other retailers like um like say Foot Locker or Finish Line. Like they're getting less than Nike. So when you when you take the L on the sneakers app and you go to to Finish Line or or whoever, um. There, there are less pairs 
there for you to get than there were on on the actual sneakers app. So like you're still gonna have that that pretty awful time, especially if you're coming like a, a few minutes late. Because like if you started the sneakers app, then then like by the time you get over to uh, right to to Foot Locker or wherever, like a lot of that that is already gone. And so like that that is part of it. Just like the 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 limited amount of stock that goes into these things. And then the other part is that like yeah, you do have a lot of people out here who are um who are botting these websites just trying to cop uh sneakers as as a pure asset right and then flip it again on the secondary market for however much of a markup price they're going to get whether it's you know two times three times or four times or five times what it what it is at retail value. or the chunky like, donkey eight times are, oh yeah man it, it's it but like a shoe like that like that's one of the ones where like yeah you you've got um you got a lot of people who are really trying to get this shoe because because they have a genuine love for it, but then like it's it's so limited, and then the 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 shoes that do get into the hands of people like they're reselling them, right? You know? And it's it's just it's just unfortunate how how often we we see that kind of kind of thing happen um, nowadays in the in the sneaker game. Like it 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 wasn't always like this, and and seeing it the way it is now is just incredibly frustrating for a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, I, uh, I'm sure you have a, a sneaker group chat with, you know, different people, you know, friends of yours. I have that uh, with some friends that uh, I actually met on a, a wrestling online group when we went to WrestleMania and whatnot. But we're always, send, you know, sending links to, you know, discounted shoes. Like, uh, I sent some for some Maxes earlier that I was like, you know, if, if we're interested, you know, we'll, we'll cop them. But then every Saturday I feel like no matter what, whether I'm involved in the actual taking of the L or it's them, it's just like, man, like, when's this gonna stop? Uh, one of my dudes did right. hit for the Kobe's though, the Grinches. Uh, nice. Which uh, he said, I think he uses a, like a smaller type bot or something. I don't know if he used it for that. I think he, might, I don't know if he did, but good up for, good for him. Uh, you know, he's the type he's gonna wear them. You know, it's not. You know, a lot of my shoes I've I've had over the years, I've never worn once, and, and that's crazy to people that I tell that to, and they're like, well, why would you spend money on shoes just to not wear them? Well, first off, I live in northwestern Pennsylvania where the weather is just trash. You know, right now, from now until probably about May, we'll have snow. And then after that, it'll be all muddy out. So you don't want to get you know, new sneakers. And I feel there's been two or three times in the past, uh, let's see, like three or four years, that it was a nice day out. I wore some new shoes. And then later in the day with no chance, and, it, and suddenly it starts raining. And I'm out in the rain in my shoe. I'm like, what? Like... Yeah, All right, well, I'm just rough. just gonna go with my beaters then. Like, okay, uh, but this year, for whatever reason, and maybe you can tell me why, the dunks have exploded in popularity, just exploded beyond belief. Yeah, yeah. And, and why it's, is that? Um, is there a reason you can give me of, as to why that is, or you know? It's a combination of a few things, right? Like everything in in sneakers sort of comes back around one way or another, and and dunks back in the early 2000s like the early mid 2000s like that was one of the premier shoes that nike had right but like it really wasn't supposed to be that it was really weird like what they were doing with nike sb like they were just getting into a really um a really creative bag where they were making shoes like the um like the ray guns or, mm-hmm. or the melvins or the puss heads and, and stuff like that and and so now, like we're we're in uh, twenty twenty one, um, everything is kind of being retro. Like that nineties, late nineties, early two thousand style is 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 back in vogue, 
and this is a shoe this is one of the the quote-unquote dad shoes that that people are are really into and at the same time like you've got the uh the jordan one which is um which is also is also one of the shoes that has really made a comeback in the last half of the uh the the late 2010s mm-hmm. right because like that shoe was actually discounted um at, yeah. at certain points yep. in its history you know it wasn't as highly coveted but like that shoe and the dunk are like like always look at them as like cousins right and like they're they're really similar in in their design and in the the time period that they both uh sort of originate from and so like nike has like this this sort of um twofold effort to be where like you have the jordan one that that is obviously popped off um in, in an insane way and then like you have a, a shoe that looks extremely similar to that that is is now popping off in in um in a similar way and i think that that is is really uh, that's intentional by Nike. Like they see that like this is the aesthetic that that people are looking for, and, and so like let's let's give it to them. Sure. And and so they are they're making the uh, the dunk this this high heat hyped limited limited item um, where like even three or four years ago it just it just wasn't that and and it's been as as a fan of the dunk as a lifelong fan of the dunk it's been incredible to watch and and also very disappointing because like i haven't really gotten as many pairs as i as i would have wanted to right and uh what that's crazy you said it about like three four years ago they really weren't that popular and uh my boy bruce i just mentioned earlier we lived together at the time and uh we'd get up on saturday morning and sometimes we'd check out sneakers and be like ah, i'm not buying these ah. You know, these are whatever. And he bought a pair of dunks. I can't remember what pair of dunks they were right now. But they, uh, you know, easy to get. Got in there. Hey, I think he might have gone in there at 1030 even. And was just like, oh, all right. All these, I wasn't going to get these. But, you know, they're here. So let me get them. Gets them. And now, you know, we try, he like I said, he tried for the nines last weekend. And we we both tried for various shoes throughout throughout the past year. And just L, L, L. And I'm just like, and he, we were talking about it a few weeks ago. And he's like, it's crazy how I bought those and wore those. And, you know, he wore them out and, you know, whatever, you know, good for him. He doesn't do that with all of it. He's like me and, and probably like you, you know, a lot of shoes sit in our closet and just sit there. And, yeah, you know, that's what it is. Sure. That's just what it is for, you know, sneaker heads. But, you know, he wore them, didn't think of it. And the resale value went way up after he'd already worn them. I was like, well, yeah, I guess you got to take that L, I guess. And then and now, <laughs> now we are taking, you know, L after L. And, you know, it's not just us. And then we talked about the Kobe era. My boy Will, uh, shout out to him. He got the Kobe Grinches. And the original Grinch shoe, the original Grinch shoe that came out that he wore on Christmas Day back in, what was that, 09 or 10 or 08? Yeah, I think it was 2010. Yeah. I think. When those came out, those those are like, those are probably my instant, or my, my grails, my, my all-time grails of all shoes. For some, I just love, I love the Grinch. I love Kobe, obviously. And the mesh together and how that shoe looked, I was like, oh my God, that is dope. Like, and like obviously they're purple and gold, but you know players go all out for holidays and you know different occasions and stuff. And those to me, I was like, oh wow, and, you know. And back growing up, like I didn't have a lot of shoes. Uh, like I didn't, I didn't. I always get like flights and stuff at the Nike outlet because they're cheaper. You can get like two pairs for eighty bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever. And I, I just never had money for shoes back in the day. And you know my parents didn't have that much money to get me all these expensive shoes and and whatnot. But now you know I have money. I'm like, all right, cool. I can get my own shoe. No, I can't. I still can't. And I was really upset when I missed out on those. And I was really upset of Kobe week. 
And I, I think, and you talked about it in your newsletter, I think they handled that poorly, uh, Nike. Yeah. No. Obviously, people are going to want that. There's a lot of Kobe fans. I'm not the, obviously the only Kobe fans. Los Angeles has millions of Kobe fans. The United States has millions of Kobe fans. The world. Millions of Kobe fans throughout the world. You know, they're selling, you know, jerseys and uh, and shoes and, you know, different things. And it was just a massive L, and there was a bunch of disappointment. And that, you know, that rubbed me the wrong way because I know that of those people that were lucky enough to get whatever it is that they got, they're only going to try and prophesize off his death. Which, in a sense, Nike yeah. was doing that. Uh, but at the same time, they're trying to honor him, you know, because they want his fans to have something. But at the same time, it feels like they did not want to have his fans have something of, you know, at least one more thing of his before, you know, since he's gone right. now. And, uh, and and you talked about that on the kicks you wear uh, many editions ago. You've had a bunch of editions out, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I have I have every one of them in my inbox still. You know, I'll read them, and then I don't delete them. I will not delete them. It's just something that I don't want to delete. That. It's just something that, you know, you're, you know, you know, you know one of my good friends, and you know, I just want that for something. I it just, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I, I don't know if it's a collection, but, you know. <laughs> but you talked about that in one of the things where, you know, things with, like, the Kobe drops. You know, those are going to be way harder to get because people, like I said, A, are big Kobe fans, and B, are going to try and prophesize off his death. So... Is there a way to fix that at all with with stuff like just like for the Kobe's, for example? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like all it boils down to is like Nike has to make more stuff. Right. <laughs> like, that's all it is. It's really like cause, because like the thing is, like if you're going to drop, especially after he passed, like he passed in, in, in January of 2020. They had Mamba Week in um, in August, yep. right at the end of August. Um, and so, like, there's there's time in between there to, to sort of reconfigure and and figure out uh, a new plan. And like, the thing about these these drops are that like Nike typically plans these years in advance. Like, they they had already planned on having um, all all five of those shoes released in mm-hmm. in 2020, yep. right? And they had their 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 plans, their quantities, all of this stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. Like you had you had a plan, and obviously like this this wrench that nobody wanted has been has been thrown into this thing now. And so I, I think that like in that moment, to me, there's there's time to to sort of uh, adjust to that and 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 make a new plan. And I I think that like you know if if Nike because like for a long time like no one knew what was was going to happen with with Kobe's line or whether they would even continue it or not and so I think for for fans you know especially folks who aren't even necessarily sneakerheads right like they would have been fine had Nike waited say another another year or so or or another few months to to you know make the 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 required amount of pairs to, to satisfy a good a good number of people. Sure. Or whatever on the strap. Or maybe if they figured out, you know, how to do a, a pre order sort of system for people and then figured out what, what orders they needed to um to, to fulfill to to get this thing right. Like people wouldn't have minded waiting for that. Nope. In my opinion. And and like the thing about it is even if you make too many pairs and, and they don't all sell out, like what's the problem in that? There are there are Kobe fans who have Kobe gear now, and I, I think like 
especially in that moment, like that was the most important thing for 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 everyone. Um, but it it to me it wasn't it wasn't prioritized. Like they didn't think about the consumer. They didn't think about the fan. They really were just trying to make a buck, and that's that's all it comes down to. Sure. And then uh, speaking of Kobe, Vanessa, his wife. Uh... What was her? I can't think what her plan was right now. She had a plan where you know more people are gonna be able to access Kobe stuff, and then that fell through. Yeah, yeah. I I think um she she didn't release details of it, but just that the concept she, that she had. There yeah, was an idea. There was, some, there was a concept that he that she had that she pitched to Nike to to get more Kobe's in, into people's hands, right? And and I think like I'm 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 encouraged by that. I'm glad that that she recognized that that there was this this issue with with the release and, and hopefully at some point because they're not going to stop dropping kobe's now um but, but like hopefully at some point we we sort of see uh a, a shift there because what what they did last year just it just didn't work it just no. didn't work at all it, it really upset me obviously you know i was a you know me i'm a big kobe fan we've talked a lot about kobe over the years uh, that's my guy. That was my idol, my hero, my goat. Uh, no, I don't get into many goat discussions anymore. Uh, you know, Kobe's mine. That's it. I don't care. I don't care if you think Michael Jordan's better, LeBron James is better, anyone else down the line is better. Kobe Bryant to me. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that's my guy. That's who the goat is to me. And move on. I was really upset by that throughout the whole year. You know, it still isn't real to me in a sense that you know. Yeah. One of these days, I yeah. just feel like Kobe's going to show up at Lakers practice or the Lakers game. And be like. Hey guys, what's up? You know, I know he's not going to, but it just feels like that. And that whole week just did not sit right with me. I'm just like, man, like, you know, because I got up every day for all those drops, and all right, yeah, maybe yeah. you know, get something, any anything. I wouldn't, I didn't care what what it was, any of them that you know came out, whatever it was. I would have loved the jersey. I wouldn't have cared what shoe, or you know, anything that was there. Couldn't get it. Uh, I gotta just count the L and move on. But it doesn't sit right with me. So hopefully. Whatever plan Vanessa does have, it comes to fruition, and people like me or like you, if you want them or whoever, you know, the average person down the street, you know, they can get Kobe's too. You know, they can help uh, continue his legacy, you know, far after he, you know, obviously has left this earth. It's yeah. just, it's just yeah. crazy. And then what's crazy to me, real quick, about Kobe is: did you see the thing where he was about to leave Nike and start his own like shoe or clothing yeah. thing? Yeah, that was such a weird moment because like for me it was like i don't that could be that could be true right like, that might be be a thing and like if if so like great like more more power to to those folks and to kobe for for trying to do his his own thing like salute to that but like to me just sort of dropping that nugget on the timeline was it it felt like a play to to sort of get get attention for whatever it was that right. that the dude was trying or was to do. the kid say now like, clout yeah it's right exactly <laughs> and it's like all right man like cool that's that's great it it obviously like it didn't go anywhere and i'm not like a dude that's like out here you know defending defending nike or anything right saying that. like kobe would never leave nike like nah like if he was gonna leave nike dope no i didn't think he was gonna leave adidas when i was young i didn't think he was gonna leave adidas yeah, like that's that's totally fine, but I I just I just felt like this isn't this isn't the right time for right. that. This isn't the right place for that. Like that that just 
you you just keep that to you. Like that's one of the stories to me that like you hold on to and tell your your grandkids or whatever. Like, right. Yeah, because when like, I saw I it, I was like, with, with Kobe, like, right. I was like, oh, that's cool, but like, what to do? Like, you know, that's a that's cool that you know, because Kobe's one of those people that a lot of people, whether you were a fan of basketball or not, you saw what he did, the work he put into his craft, and then what he was able to do after basketball. You know, because that was his life. You know. You think of a lot of people think of basketball or think of Kobe. You think basketball or think of basketball. You think Kobe, and then he was able to do so much there. And then, uh, like that would have been cool for him. But like at the time, like like you said, it was just like it was sort of like weird, like an odd drop of like. You know, I thought like, oh, that's cool, but what's going to happen now? Like even if this goes to plan, it's not going to be the same because Kobe's not putting his input in on every right no turn. It's just. One of those things. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was super weird, man. I, I, I wasn't into it, but like, shout out to that guy. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he's not lying, and and like maybe he'll be able to do something with that. I right. And, and one last thing about Kobe: is there any way that the uh, that Adidas can retro his moon shoes? Do I mean they've they've done few retros of, of Kobe's initial line with them but like it hasn't been anything crazy though. right like because I would definitely like to like I have a I actually have a, a pair of um of, of feature wear 97s okay in my uh on my shoe rack and like I love that shoe to death but like Adidas they haven't really done anything with it though like right it's uh to me like I, I think they've they've dropped the the crazy eight. They've they've retroed that and and have done the uh, the crazy two. But like the 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 biggest um, disappointment and all that for me is that like they could never um, they could never like it could never have the Kobe standard. Right. That I feel like like it should you know and 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 that that sort of sucks. But like I don't know. I hopefully maybe maybe they'll figure it out someday. Maybe they won't. Right. Either way, I'm. I'm 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 way in on that stuff. Like that stuff is is dope to me. Yeah, the the moon shoes. Are, it, I know they're not called the moon shoes, but that's what everyone knows them <laughs> as. The big moon shoes or the big box shoes. I had the silver yeah. ones for basketball when I was in fifth grade. I love those. I never stopped wearing those <laughs> and, until I outgrew them. I wish I still had them just because. But you know how you know you grow up and move and you yeah. know you lose things. Yeah. But those were those are one of my favorite shoes ever. And I I think it's just because it's Kobe and I love how they. I just love that look of them and. You know they felt great playing, and I I loved them. So speaking of you know favorite shoes, what are some of your favorite shoes? Uh, we'll we'll do three to five all time, uh, and if you want to include like Grails in there, great. And then three to five yeah. currently that have. Yeah. Um. So let's start with the current first. I want to get to you know the the Grails man, or the the current or favorites of all time shoes, in a minute. Current shoes I love. Um. Honestly, the 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 Space Hippie 04s, like as a model, I I love that shoe. I love what it what it brings to the table as far as like the the sustainability initiative behind it, and um and sort of the the feel and and, and how you wear it. Like it, it's just a it's just a dope shoe and a dope yeah, design. I agree to me. Um, so I, that's that's definitely one. Um. Those am I currently loving? I'm trying not to like go back into my bag of like talking about uh, Jays and Dunks because like I hate it when people do the, like when you ask somebody about a current shoe like 
I would I would prefer people just talk about non-retro models all, right. all the time. So, so that's what I'm trying to do. But, like, it's also weird because, like, a lot of these brands are just sort of leaning in to, to the retro stuff that they have. So it's, like, the the new stuff that you look at is, is sort of few and, and far between. I do like um, what Adidas has done with the uh, the 4D Ultra Boost okay. joints. Like, I'm... I, I, I tweeted the other day that is is definitely going to be in a in Adidas year for me because they got a lot of they got a lot of really good stuff coming up. Um, and I, Beyonce is dropping like her her next Avi Park um, collection in uh, in February. But even like outside of that though, they just have a lot of really um, really dope models that I, I think I I really want to get into um, this year. But like the 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 combination of the, the the original Ultra Boost model from um, 2015, along with the the 4D Soul, like I'm I'm so into that. I haven't gotten a pair of those right. yet, but but that's definitely on the list. And then um, after that, I would say um, thing I'm really into the the Dreamer two from from j cole i mean just the dreamers period from j cole and and puma like those ones that just I'm came so out fa- you're talking about the two yeah the one the they, yellow the yeah yellow the yellow and black one came i almost bought those but yeah. then i was i was hesitant and i was like yeah my thing is like i'm i'm like i'm i'm the same way as you like i i bought they haven't gotten here yet but i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna actually wear these or not like i gotta i gotta see them in real life i gotta right. hold them in my hand to to see what's up with them but like i'm just into the concept of like having a rapper being a yeah that's just you athlete like that's it's dope. weird to me but like it's working man right that's like, dope to me and like I'm, I'm usually just all nike nike and jordan you know I've, and then my friends have tried to convince me to get some others and i've looked at some other things and i'm like oh these are cool and then I go get them and they're out of my size. I'm like, all right, you know, so I'm trying to expand my shoe game more to not just dunk or not well, dunks of one pair, but, uh, you know, Jordans and Nike. So I'm trying to expand. I was trying to get those uh, uh, Dame Lillard, Ric Flair shoes because, oh, you know, because I'm a, a big, crazy big wrestling, big wrestling fan. Huge Ric Flair yeah. fan. I'm a big fan of Damian yeah. Lillard. And I was like, oh, cool. And I didn't realize that they were coming out when they did. And I missed out on them. I was like, oh. And then I saw the other pair was coming out. And I don't know what I was doing. I, I wasn't near my phone or something. And missed out on those two. I was like, oh, man. Like, But, yeah. So, what are... What are yeah. uh, speaking of, like, the, the hippie shoe. You, know, you had a... You do uh, the unboxing videos for uh, for the win. And right. So, but when people hear that, that listen to... You know, listen to this. The few people who are going to listen to this. Hopefully, there's many more with your, you know... With your clout that you already have, uh, you know it's the it's what it's special delivery, correct? Yeah. All right, special delivery. And it, when you hear a boxing unboxing video as a uh, as a sneaker fan, it's you know you spend X amount of dollars, you get a bunch of mystery shoes and pull them out and see if you get your money back. You know, there's a bunch of people on on YouTube with that, but yours is not that, and yours is. Uh, now, why don't you just tell tell the concept of what this is, and then hopefully more people will yeah. get in tune with that. Cause I think it's dope. I think this is this might be doper than the newsletter to me. Yeah. So, so special delivery is like it's a sneaker unboxing show, but we try to make it like not sort of the same thing as like you would see on YouTube, where like 
people to unbox the shoe, tell you that it's fire, and like go over the details of it, and then that'll be it. Like, I my goal isn't to tell you that the shoe looks good. Like, I I sort of want people to decide that for themselves. But like, I I like to go over the details and then sort of get into the story behind the shoe, the the inspirations that that molded it and and, and made it what it is. And so like, it's um. It's a it's a it's a concept that like I don't think you you typically see with with unboxings, especially um, you know today where like every shoe is just like a dunk or a, or a yeah. Jordan or or whatever you know and like obviously like those shoes still have origin stories themselves, but like they're also retro ten twenty times over again in the year, yeah. so it's like. I just I just try to, to to do different sneakers. I don't. It's not just like a Nike thing. It's not just an Adidas thing. I try to sort of pull every every from every uh, brand that I possibly can to, to tell not only the story of the shoe but the story of the brand and 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 sort of the um, the things that have, have built it into what it is and why I'm I'm a fan of, of what the thing is. So, see, so yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a really fun journey, man. It, it, I think we are five episodes in and. We've done five different brands so far, so yeah, I need to catch so, up on those. Well. So with 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 little shows like that, I like to watch them. Like I like to binge them, like I do, you know, with a Netflix show or a Hulu show or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I watched the yeah. first one. I was like, that's a dope concept, but I want to watch them all in succession because it's just something that I like to do, sitting there and watch something for yeah. however long yeah. they are. But the concept of it was just so dope, and I like what you said that it's the you're not saying this is a dope show. I mean, it's dope to you. But you're not saying, hey, this is dope, go buy this shoe. Hey, this is why I think this is dope. If you think it's dope, you know, you know, go cop it or, you know, try and cop or whatever. Right. And right. Uh, in the group chat I was talking about earlier with uh, some of my friends, that it, it's called like Sneaker Talk or something. And, you know, uh, we all send links to different things like raffles and shoes that are upcoming and all this is cool. And the one thing, it's not, I guess it's sort of a rule. Uh, if, you, if you like it, rock it i might not like what you like and you might not like what i like but hey i, I bought these you know i think these are fire you know they're clowning on me for the uh oh who was it i can't think of who it was that had the abominable snowman rebox for uh christmas day in the nba uh uh, uh montrez Mon- that's who yeah montrez I, for some reason, I love those things. They look sort of hideous in a way. Yeah, but, they were crazy. But they the Abominable Snowman, it's a, a, you know, a great Christmas thing. I'm a big Christmas fan. And I was like, oh, those are dope to me for something like that. And then they're like, oh, fam, that ain't it. But if you like them, get them. And I was like, I might get them if I see them. But, you know, I didn't see them. But that's just one of those things that, you know, you're not telling me that it's a dope shoe. I'm going to decide that for myself. You know, they send the right. links in that group chat. I'm right. like, eh, I don't like that colorway. Eh. You know, they're not into the icy soles, which I don't know how many people who are. They look cool until they don't. You know, you can you can wear them. Right. You can wear them around your living room, maybe, if that. And then after that, it's just like, well, I can't wear these outside because this happens. Uh, yeah, that's a cool concept. So let's talk about some of Grail shoes, like some shoes that if you had an infinite amount of money, which you do, but you know, you choose to spend it on. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> But if you had an infinite amount of money, you can spend any amount of money on any pair of shoes. Give me a few shoes that you would instantly cop. Um, three shoes. Uh, they're all dunks. Yeah. <laughs> the the Skater Die uh, SBs. They're that's the the Skater Die SB lows. 
um, the ray guns and the um, the day of the dead. Okay. Yeah, the day of the dead. Like I, I, bro, coming up, like those were the shoes. I actually had the skater dies um, in high school. Like this was back when like you could literally just walk into the skate shop and right. and, and cop something. And so like I came up on that, but like I never found. Either the OG Ray Guns or the um, the Day of the Deads, and like, man, like y- you know, I'm a huge Wale fan. Yep. And and like, those are two of the shoes that that I saw him in, like the first time I saw Wale ever. And I was just like, yo, I I gotta I gotta get those. <laughs> like, right. I gotta cop them. So those are still the um, my my three my three favorite um, favorite shoes. Okay, those are, those are pretty good ones. Uh, like I said, the Grinches were are a grail that I would instantly, if I had the money right now and I could buy the originals, boom. Dead, if, especially if they're dead stock, I wouldn't care the price. Yeah, give me those. You know, the, the the new ones that came out, the the you know the the remodel and those were dope, but they weren't the same. Like they just they weren't the same. I mean, I wanted them obviously, but they weren't those. The original flu games, those are one of my favorite shoes yeah. ever. Uh, yeah. My dude copped the, uh, you know, the, the retro of them a few years ago. He's like, oh, you know, I hate to do this, but, you know, and he was a size bigger than me. And I just hate to do this, but, you know, these are only, I think he got them on eBay for 220 or 210 And I was like, you got to get those. Like, I, like, I was like, you yeah. have to get those. I'm going to be mad yeah, if you don't get you. those. You know, he, and he wears it, and I'm going to say, man, well, I'm going to steal these. See you later, bud. And then, uh... <laughs> The he got games, I, the originals of those. Those are yeah. I wish yeah. I can get those, but you know, you know that just yeah. dope to me because that's a, a dope movie. And then, uh, like you talk about, while well, he talks about you know shoes all the time, and he always has something, you know, uh, threes for the whole team, and uh, you know, growing up, yeah. I wanted a pair of Bapes because of Lil Wayne. You know, he, you know, Bapes are making a comeback this year. I'm pretty sure I saw it the other day. I think. Uh, there's like three different styles coming out, which out of my price range, of course. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it, babe is definitely babe is babe is weird because like I always like I always wonder why like Nike sort of let them let them get that Air Force One vibe right. on for real without um, without any like uh, the season to or anything, and now they're dropping like a Jordan One looking thing. It's like weird, but yeah. like it's babe though. So right, like, whatever. you know. So like I always wanted those and like. Uh, no, I, I've always liked fours. I've always liked how they look. Uh, the feel is hit and miss on some of the shoes. Uh, like I have the pure monies and the uh, the royalties that came out, the all white ones and the black with the gold a couple years ago. And th- that's back when sneakers you can get on sneakers. You can get up in the morning. Hey, I'm getting, getting these shoes. I had the money. Boom, get them. All right, take the win. Uh, right. But I got fours originally because of Lil Wayne. As you know, that's my guy, and you know, stomp him out in these number four Jordans. And I'm just like, oh, that's dope, and that you know, they're a dope shoe. You know, don't get me wrong, but that's it, cool how rappers or athletes have these shoes. Mostly rappers, like they'll have these shoes that, whether in their video or you know, a verse in their song, and then for whatever reason, they might not be dope to you really until you see Wale in those or you hear Wale yeah. say, yeah. you know, carbon threes for the whole team man, I need a pair of threes now. Like, I don't care what they are. I don't care, you know, what they yeah. look like. Uh, and then, with, like, we talked about J. Cole earlier. That's cool to me that there is a rapper that has 
And uh, I don't know if I ever said this to you guys in the my mom and sports chat, or I said it to people in college, but I want to be a sports journalist one day that has my own shoe line. You know, has you know whether yeah. it's Nike, yeah. I, I prefer it to be Nike or Jordan, but I want to be a you know a sports writer that you know I'm not in it for the fame and the glory, but I want uh, people to recognize me and be like, oh, those are the you know the Eddie Mac whatever. No shoes. Yeah, you know yeah. that that that's always been a goal of mine, and they're still working towards it. I'm only you know just turned thirty, uh, so we're we got plenty of time, plenty of time to cook, and you know I wanted to do that, and that just that would be dope to me. Like that just yeah, that'd be hard. You know that'd be that'd be hard. I, I need people with uh, like artistic skills to help me out because I have no artistic skills <laughs> at all. You know I can match my clothes with my shoes, and I can you know do all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to designing something. You know, forget about it. Uh, before we get you off here, uh, now you've had a lot of success in your career. Uh, you know, right now you're with uh, USA Today for the win. Uh, you do different videos on there. You do different articles on there. You just interviewed Anthony Davis, uh, which that honestly inspired me to, you know, start my podcast back up because I had it last year. I launched it last year. Uh, I had some dope guests on there, including Rob Van Dam. Uh, I don't know how big you are into wrestling, but I'm sure you've heard of Rob Van Dam. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, bro. so like that was like a a holy shit moment to me cause it and and that's the beautiful thing about Twitter because I just hit him up on Twitter. I was like, hey, uh, you know, would you want to be on my podcast someday? And he's like, DM me. I was like, huh? And he for what for <laughs> what's weird is he followed me for a while and you know, uh, and he'd retweet some of my stuff or like some of my stuff. I'm just like, oh, that's random. I really like that. Okay, cool. And he's like, DM me. I was like, huh? And he's like, oh, how about tomorrow? At, four o'clock or four th- i was like yeah 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 you know so that's and so you know i had that and then i took up some breaks i had you know some you know, some mental lapses and then i was getting back into my writing more uh, i've been doing that for fan sided for a month now and then i've been back with my modern sports i was writing you know a weekly nfl thing and then uh, i was like all right i need to start this pod soon i don't know when and then i saw the anthony davis interview and for whatever re- you guys didn't talk about podcasting it's not anything to do with podcasting i was just like <laughs> all right i was like my man sykes is still killing it you know he's hollywood so i need to get up on his level <laughs> you know uh so so thank you for that and you know uh like i said you're very you've been very successful so give uh young either journalists or podcasters or even just young people in general some you know some life advice that uh some uplifting advice you know they're you know, down for whatever reason, you know, we all get down for whatever reason, uh, give, give some younger listeners, hopefully there are some that, uh, some, something uplifting they can, you know, take and, you know, hopefully every time they hear, you know, there's a phrase or something you say and, oh, Slyke said that, okay, like, I can do this too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, man, my, my biggest thing, um, and like, I'm, I feel, I'm still like, trying to build everything out and still trying to find my way but like the biggest piece of advice that i could have for people is to always be fluid and 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 like find a a niche you know like find a something that makes you you different from from the people that from the, the people that you you aspire to be the people that have inspired you right like always like i mean like you were just saying like you you saw the ad interview and and it's and inspired you to to bring back your podcast right it's not like it's not the the same formula but like if you can find your own your own thing you can find your your um your your avenue your lane then then like you'll be good like 
my my biggest thing is just whatever whatever your passions are, man, follow them. You know, I I wanted to be um, I wanted to be like the biggest NBA reporter. I wanted to be Woj. I wanted to be Stephen A. Smith. Like I wanted yep. to have that type of uh, that type of pull in 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 like the NBA reporter scene. And like I I never I never got to to that level. I never got close to that level. Like I I was obviously like covering the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. But like there's there are levels to everything, and and so like you kind of gotta recognize early that like not even that you can't do something because like you can do whatever you put your mind to but sure. like it, it, I, it i got to a point where i was just like you know i don't really want to do that like that just doesn't seem fun to me it doesn't seem like something that i would love to do and like eventually you know the the sneaker thing kind of caught on like it just was just I, I mean, it's honestly been a, a big boom for me in in terms of like my career and 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 how um, and how I've been able to find find my way uh, through through the this madness that you know right. this industry is, you know, and and like I'm incredibly thankful for it every single day. But like the only way that I I got there was by like being curious about it and and seeing like that there was an intersection there. There was um, some crossover, some overlap between the two things I love the most in, in the NBA and, and sneakers. And, and like, not only did I recognize that, but I, I acted on it, I wrote about it, I talk about it, I tweet about it. Like, I just sort of tried to make it my, my thing. And like, you don't always like find those those things, you know, overnight right like sure. you sometimes it takes a little bit of time to to make your passions overlap but like once you do it though man it's like you 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 just sort of hit the ground running and and it's and it's something that you love to do and something that you love to talk about so it's like it's not it's not work work it's sure. just something that you have to do now they you say know? if you uh if you find something that you love then you're never going to work a day in your life and yeah, I don't think that's true. But. Right. You know, you know, I, I, I loved my last job to an extent. I loved working with kids and trying to help them, which a lot of the kids, you know, they I hate to say it, but they're lost causes or they were uh, just too big of assholes to realize that what I'm saying is giving them life <laughs> advice. Yeah. You know, but then, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, the, the politics of the job just now, like, yeah, no, this job is not for me anymore. You know, but that's just what right. but they say that that's what they say. Uh, but yeah, you've carved out your own niche with the shoes. And I think you, you know, I've always thought you had a dope mind for the NBA. You know, we've had many discussions. We were on blog talk radio at 1231 AM, you know, <laughs> me, you and Gaines yeah. and, and Wilson talking about the NBA, what just happened. Like, you know, we might be finishing up a game on TV or just the games just finished up and we're talking about it. And, uh, you know, you guys, all, yeah. you three always had sharp minds for the game. And then when you started talking sneakers, like I've talked shoes with you before and, and whatnot, but then when you were starting to like publish things of sneakers, I was like, whoa, like, okay, like, that's his, like, I love sneakers, but I don't love them to the extent that you do where I'm going to, you know, write about them or have like videos and stuff like I'll talk to people about shoes, you know, that's cool to me, like this, like half our conversation with shoes tonight, uh, but you know, my, my thing is like wrestling and sports, and like you say, you don't want to be like the Woj type of people. Well, I felt like the man at, at, when I was at Clarion. I wasn't the star athlete. I wanted to be, but I was not that. I could, you know, that was just not possible for me. So instead, I covered all the teams, and I, 
I had a, a good following of, you know, friends and a good following. Of like, oh, I saw you, your, you know, your picture was in the newspaper for, you know, a thing we used to do. Or I saw you up in the booth doing a game the other day. That's cool. Or, hey, right. when are you going to write about me? You know, make a play and I'll write about you. I, I promise you, if you make a big play, I'll put you right in that paper. You know, I'll talk about you on yeah. the radio. And, yeah. I, you know, I felt like the man and uh, I wanted to recreate that. And now I think I'm somewhat back on my footing and finding my way. But, you know, as you said, if you find a passion in life, follow it. Uh you know, I was talking to, before we get out of here, and I'll share this with you, and I'll share this with, you know, listeners, uh, there's a reporter, her name is Cameron Justice, she covers the Cavs, she covers the Browns, I think she covers the Indians too, so she's Cleveland, uh, I don't know if she just does sports, or if she does news too, but I know she covered the Browns, and she's one of my favorite people to follow, and I just hit her up one day, I was like, hey, uh, do you think you can answer me some questions about, you know, journalism and stuff, and she's like, yeah, no problem, you know, shoot me an email, gave me her email, and I shot her an email, she gave me a whole big page response of basically like, you know, don't give up, like, I, I, I get down on myself a lot because I'm 30 and I haven't reached where I, anywhere close to where I want to be, but then I think age is just a number, and she sort of, you know, reassured that, you know, keep writing, and keep doing your podcast, Absolutely. and keep doing that, so if Absolutely. you're listening to this, I hope that you, know, you don't give up on yourself or whatever you're passionate about, uh, you know, I've seen firsthand Mike, who's my, my guest tonight, uh, you know, work his way up, and you know, uh, the area that I live in doesn't afford as many opportunities, but that's not you know, anyone's fault. It's just where I live right now, and you know one day that's going to change. But I've seen Mike firsthand. You know, start off as a as a website called Baseline Hoops. That I don't know how many people <laughs> heard of that, but we went from that. Like we sort of went on this journey, sort of together in a sense. We went from that, and we were doing blog talk radio, and then my mind on sports kicked off, and yeah. you know we've went separate ways, but sort of like the same path. It, at the same time like you just went left i went right or vice versa and you know we right. meet some right. we always meet somewhere there's always an intersection hey dude what's up hey and then go on and uh but but i want to thank you for being on tonight if you have anything you want to plug go ahead and do so uh yeah uh man just um follow me on twitter at at mike d sykes man that's where that's where everything i i post is and and where i uh talk all my trash so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shoe talk, NBA talk. Uh, occasionally has some football talk. He's not not as much as he once did back in the day. But all I all I tweet about with football is how much I hate Tom Brady. Okay, so. well, so I, I'm assuming you're rooting for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Absolutely, goat Mahomes. All right, well, I, I want to see I want to see the goat add to the legacy, and you know, so so we'll right. differ there. Yeah. But Mahomes certainly will. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you might have heard it here first, but. Uh, and and there's Sykes with the Chiefs and me with the the Buccaneers. Uh, I think it's the first time I said that in some public forum. I told one of my friends, oh, I, I don't know how you bet against Tom Brady and a, a co-worker at work, but okay. Uh, but yeah, Mike, I want to appreciate or tell you appreciate you for coming on. Uh, you know, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. We've been you know pretty good friends over the years. One of these days, I'm gonna make it down to DC area. You know, it almost happened a few years ago, and then some things came up, and I was like, oh man. That that been dope, but one of these days we're gonna get all of us together. Uh, you know, shout out Samar and and Wilson and Trav Absolutely. and all of them and Dap. You know, Dap's Dap's getting on your level. You're... Man, Dap, bro, I'm, <laughs> Dap is literally the coolest dude I know. But he just he just denies it all the time. And he's gonna he's gonna be a future guest on this at some point. I don't know when it's gonna be down the road. Maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe three. Uh, whenever he's available and I'm available. Uh, but thank you for doing doing this with me. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, talked for almost two hours. No, over. No, almost two hours. 
uh, which is cool. I don't ever have a time limit. I don't want to set myself all. Oh, I, I want to be one of those guys that does a four-hour podcast, or I want to do, you <laughs> yeah. know, forty-five minutes and be done. And, you know, whenever the wherever the conversation takes me, that's how long we're going to talk. Whether we were here for another four hours, which we'll get, which I'll have you back and we'll talk more things. Uh, we'll talk whatever the latest in sneakers is, NBA. Uh, one of these days, we're going to get the No Name Reunion podcast on here <laughs> yeah we gotta do that we gotta do we gotta that but do that. but thank you again and for everyone uh listening thank you uh you can follow me at king edward 15 on twitter that's where i do all my you know trash talking i post on instagram but that's just that's really not for a, a fan base that's just for me uh but yeah king edward 15 follow mike mike d sykes on twitter uh now look out for everything he does look out for everything i do i got some potential dope guests coming up and Mike was the first guest of season two, and I appreciate you. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you, bro.